Welcome to Life Decoded. Hi, I'm Nancy Mendez. I believe every life is a story to the world, so make sure it's inspiring. Through my podcast, I'd like to bring to life inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. So let's embark on this journey to get informed and inspired. Let's hear an inspiring story of a young lad. His name is Kevin D'Souza. He was born and raised in Kuwait and is aspiring to be a doctor of medicine in Sofia, Bulgaria. Along with studying medicine, he recently created a buzz because of his cricket playing skills. Let's start on your your inspiring story and can you tell us uh, how old are you and uh, where do you live? Yeah, Um, so I'm currently 22 years old, Um, just turned 22 like two months ago, September, September 16th, if you want to know. I'm currently like a fifth year medical student in Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. and um, I've been here, for, been here for five years and I've got a year and a half remaining and after that hopefully I'll be working as a doctor somewhere in the oh, world. So you're already a doctor? Open or... opportunity. No, I'm, I'm, I'm studying medicine. I'm in my fifth year right now. I've got like one, one year more and a half year, I mean six months of working before oh, okay. I can graduate from the university. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, before, yeah. prior to being uh, in Bulgaria, where, where did you live? Yeah. Um, I used to live in, I mean, I was born and brought up in Kuwait because my parents moved and they started working there. And then I was born, I lived my whole life in Kuwait, basically. I've been to India for like vacations every year, one once a year. But primarily like, yeah, Kuwait's my home. I've been doing everything, whatever I've been doing. It's all, I've been in Kuwait, cool, sports, everything, yeah. That's good. That's, uh, yeah. at a very young age, you have acquired a lot. Yeah, <laughs> something like that, yes. Okay, so you're you're in yeah. Bulgaria for the past uh, five five years, you said, right? Yeah. So I just finished my schooling in Kuwait, applied for um, a university here, and I just came straight after that. Haven't okay. missed a year in between, nothing like that. Yeah. Okay. Are you doing online or uh, right now? Your uh, how how is since, the situation in terms of COVID? Um, ever since March, I guess um, we've not had. Um, so it's been like proper six seven months since we've had proper lessons in university we never had to go to university it's it's been online except for exams um they were under lockdown for like four months and nothing was on no online class i mean we had online classes but nothing else and then when the new term began in september we had to we had like a brief um period of time where we had to go into uni because the conditions were okay but then as of now bulgaria is going under lockdown again so for the past like three weeks we've not had any it, like lessons within con- with contact with the professor it's just been online everything's been online email based and through zoom and google meet so how how far away are you from becoming a doctor i've got one more year so this is my fifth year i'm in my first sem by 2023 jan i should graduate i mean i will be a fully mm-hmm. so did this here. whole thing about covid and not being able to pursue your studies did this push back your um, time frame of becoming a doctor or is it no, in line no, with- I, it's in line it's in line because um, i think the people who are doing sixth year right now they've have they've had like a, they've had like some issues regarding when they graduate because it all came at a time when they had to do exams and they all got postponed so but i think for us it should it's not a problem as of now we will graduate in time because everything's been going in the same pace except it's going to be online which is missing like we're missing practical lessons because we're not seeing patients as of now because normally fifth years we're supposed to be like 
having practical lessons with the patients, like doing tests on them, but we're missing that quality education right now. We're just doing online lessons and theoretical lessons, but we haven't, we're not getting the practical knowledge. That's the only so, thing we're, back, we're lacking right now. But as of so, time, we're okay. So what, what are you no, pursuing to be a doctor in uh, what field? Right now, it's a general medicine, as in it's a general doctorate. And mm-hmm. once I graduate, I'm looking, I mean, I haven't confirmed my decision yet, but I was hoping to one day be a pediatrician or get into OBS and gynae. One of these two, but I haven't, I haven't gone through all of the respective uh, units yet. I've only been through four of them, so maybe I might change. But as of now, pediatrics or OBS and gynae. Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, I heard that you're a cricket buff and uh, you ha- have been in the yeah. news lately. Uh, so can yeah. you tell us a journey about in the field of cricket? So, as a kid, like the first the first sport that I actually had interest in was in, was in cricket because, I mean, I'm an Indian and we normally used to watch like India playing Pakistan or India playing Australia. And ever since I was a kid, I was always used to be a fan of cricket. Mm-hmm. And I used to play when I was a kid all through like, Till I was 14, 15. And then I just lost my interest in cricket. got much into football, basketball. But I still, you know, used to keep in touch with the cricketing world. And then ever since I come to Bulgaria, there was like a, there's like a cricket, also like cricket society here. And I joined it. And ever since then, I've been back playing cricket with the people. And ever since my first day, yeah, I've been playing cricket with all my lads, like all my friends over here. Um, and recently there was this um, uh, cricketing network, or like um, organization called ECN. They host uh, cricket tournaments in like in the capitals of different European countries. Uh, so they decided to feature in Bulgaria this year, as in in September. And our university took part in it. And it was mainly it was like it was five teams, and it was like a, a league. And we played semi-finals and finals, which we came out third. In the course of the tournament, like there were a few matches where there was a close call, and I was the one playing, and I'm, I helped the team win, obviously with the help of my teammates as well, up the order. Because of like a few matches, I gained. I mean, I did do something that was that was worthy enough of making the news. And after that, I got a call up to the Bulgarian national team to play for two series. That was one against Malta and one against Romania. And yeah, it's been it's been great the past few months. But due to the COVID situation, we're not fully exploiting potential that we should have. Yeah, potential basically. So yeah, but I was we we were just like um we were just university students playing for one team and. There's like other clubs over here. There's like an Indian club. There's another university. There's like a few Bulgarian clubs. So yeah, we came out third. And following that, Bulgarian national team had a few uh, matches as well. And I made my debut for them because they, they called me after the tournament because there's a few people who played good. So they call up the people who played good. And I was one of them. And yeah, that was pretty much what happened. It all happened within like a month, everything. It was, it was really good. So, uh, so basically, you joined uh, a team in the university and just started rolling out from there. Basically, I, I play like we we got one team for the university, the one main team, and we I was part of that team to play in the tournament. And from there, they pick like basically they scout people um, to the national team, and I was one of them. So, and cricket in Bulgaria is not that um, developed like other countries. It, it's coming up now. It's coming up, but. They're trying to get good players to play for the team, um, increase the ranking in ICC because it's part of the ICC now. And yeah, so they're looking, they're in look like looking for like good players, and maybe this is a start. And I was happy to play for Bulgaria. It was it was a pleasure. So you'll be playing for Bulgaria, not Kuwait or for India, correct? No, no, India is a far reach for me because. <laughs> 
it's really competitive and mm-hmm. yeah i mean while i'm here i will be representing you will be representing okay basically yeah yeah and uh, so who all are there in your team like do you have a mixed uh, background of people or you have predominant indians or asians who are in we so yeah like you said the, um, i would like to start with the captain of our team is an indian but he's been living here for like a long time and he's got citizenship and a passport but there's like like five to six bulgarians like local bulgarians then we got a few uh, university students and we got a few um, non bulgarians like uh, people like from afghanistan and india again who work here but they actually play for bulgaria as well because you, you need to be you need to have had lived in bulgaria for at least 3 years or 3 and a half years to be eligible to play for bulgaria so yeah it's a mix it's it's a mix of bulgarian and south indian kind of thing south A- asian south asian basically so you joined in the university but then you uh you went into another uh team so that you can Basically. play play more Basically. games against yeah that. yeah the, the university team is a club like it's is basically like um you know in the IPL Royal Challengers mm-hmm. Bangalore mm-hmm. and the actual indian team so i played for like a local club i mean a club in bulgaria and we got scouted to play for the actual bulgarian national team so what was that thing that made you so famous and you were in the news can you tell um, us a little bit about that yeah so i think there was um, i'm pretty sure most of you know about cricket so we play a format called t10 which mm-hmm. is basically 10 overs each side and whoever gets highest score win so we were chasing a team we played basically played indoor bulgarian cc it's a bulgarian i mean indoor bulgarian club and they made a score of 144 in 10 overs and so we we had a big task in hand chasing 145 in 10 overs it's not an easy job you need like 15 runs in over so we uh, but, uh like top order kind of did the job for us in the first five overs but then we dropped a bit and we needed at least like 19 runs in over for the last four overs and then i came in i came in and i basically like um i i mean i'm not going to praise myself but like i kind of helped my team to victory because like it was kind of impossible at one point it was 19 and over like you need to get at least three boundaries in one over so we did that and pretty much every over from then we at least got like 15 16 20 runs 25 runs and the last over it was 19 to win and i won the match with one ball to spare and that clip that the winning six i think that's what made the news cuz ecm retweeted that video and then Danny Morrison like um he's like a IPL commentator and he's like a world famous mm-hmm. commentator he retweeted that video of me hitting the six and my team running onto the field that was that's, very much like the main the main yeah, uh, highlight for me that's that's a awesome thing to do yeah. because you yeah. saved say it was you are a saving grace for the team Basically, yeah. yeah yeah so so what title did you what title did you earn with that uh, six that you hit yeah so in cricket like the it's called master blaster it's mm-hmm. it's it's pretty much like um if you can you know like hit sixes continuously like in good form like dhoni or like they hit it like gale or something so i pretty much uh showcased that throughout the tournament and i did that twice i did that with another team as well we played another team we needed like 30 30 30 odd runs in like two overs and I did that as well. I mean I made I 
won the match for the team as well. Obviously, with support of the top order batsmen, and because of that, like I got like I got the tag of Master Plaster eventually, and <clears throat> yeah, it was. Yeah, so, I think I so you have it. to you have to live up to that expectation moving forward. Yeah. right. That's a big, yeah, exactly. big task yeah. on your head. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but but it's a good thing because that motivates you to move ahead and uh, play and to practice. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. It's just sad that right now with with COVID and that we can't actually mm-hmm. play a lot because a lots of matches are like loads of our matches are being cancelled because. Of certain regulations and mm-hmm. yeah, but hopefully good that's, times lie ahead. Yeah, that's all over the world. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a bummer now. COVID Basically. is a bummer. Yeah. How's it going uh, in Canada? Right now? Uh, Canada, we are now entering into the second phase. Uh, sorry, second wave. And second so, wave. Yeah, and, and a lot yeah. of lot of us businesses are shut down in Toronto and in uh, and the red zones basically. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think just the, I think all over the world they are you know entering oh, that yeah, second yeah. wave and they are shutting down stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, but we have to do what we have to do, right? <laughs> Move on with our lives. What yeah. kind of support do you get from this organization or for the from the cricket club that you are in right now? Are you are we speaking of um, funds or? Yeah, um, in terms of funds uh, or in terms of uh, trainings or coaches. Oh yeah. Okay. So um, our local, like um, university club, because um, it's part of the university, we get like um, we get we get paid training sessions. Like we can uh, basically we go to this because they don't have actual cricket grounds over here. We go to football pitches and we train, and we get and the university pays for the the rent basically once a week. Uh, but apart from that, we do put our own money in and we buy stuff and. We train at our own times, because, um, like I said, Bulgaria isn't. Um, no one knows about cricket over here that much, and they don't get that much importance to it. But um, we, so most of my friends are only from the um, are from the UK, and they play cricket their whole life, and they've got kit and like bats and all that, so they get it from back home in the UK. And they come here, and then we basically like use each other's kit, and we just practice and. But that's pretty much what all clubs do. They put in money and they buy a kit and they use the same kit to practice. But we normally and do like sessions every week, once a week, something like that before that COVID. Is, that is the training sessions uh, per week. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 have no coach, but we just we all get together and we just do different kinds of drills, like batting drills, fielding drills, bowling drills, and yeah. And then for the national team, and we're not funded. We're not funded as a club, but there are like prize to- tournaments where we can win prize money. So, and we do play like outdoor and indoor tournaments. So yeah, um, regarding funds with the university, we do not get funds per se, but it might change in the future. Who knows? But uh, considering the Bulgarian team, because the series against Malta was hosted here, it was uh, it wasn't we were not paid for it. It was it was it was the first tournament that was held in Bulgaria. That was hosted by Bulgaria, so that's like literally the first step Bulgaria has taken towards cricket. So we, no one got funded. They were funded for the, like we got like bats, pads, and all. We can use whatever they have, but we don't get paid for it. But then when we went to Romania for the for the tour, they covered all our trips. Like they covered the transportation, food, stay, everything. We just had to go, play, and come back. 
So that, regarding funds, that's because it's called the Bulgarian Cricket Federation, BCF. They sponsor all these cricketing uh, events and all that. So it's the most basic funding um, a sport can get over here for cricket. It's not up to that level yet, but hopefully, because and also Bulgaria is participating in the T20 qualifiers, ICC T20 qualifiers, Europe uh, in May. So they might get funded a bit more eventually in the ICC. So do you think you'll be on that national team playing against India one day? Against India? Uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a dream. Maybe someday, yeah. some test matches, you AMI, right? Maybe, maybe. If I lock eyes with, obviously, yeah. I would never stop. If, if someone tells me there's, there's a chance one day you might play against India, I will work hard. I just want to lock eyes with Rod Kohli once and that's it. Yeah, that's, that's my dream. Yeah. See, when you dream that, you know, hopefully one day. somewhere, yeah. Uh, so how long, you said you, yeah, you train hopefully. once a week and how long, what is the time frame that you train for? Uh, we train for like an hour, hour and a half, most probably, because you can't do much in a, in a football field regarding batting and bowling because it, it doesn't bounce that much. But mm-hmm. we do a lot of like, we do like three overs each batsman, three overs each bowler, just to get a hang of it. And then we field get our hands warmer because right now it's really cold outside and mm-hmm. you know the cricket balls are really hard yeah and it's it's really hard to train right now so that's why normally like um so we have two seasons when you play in bulgaria it's um summer and winter during the summer we play outside like on an actual ground we have one ground here and we normally play on that but once it gradually gets colder we shift indoors we normally play an indoor tournament but this year because of covid it's been postponed Obviously, so what cause... what is your winter like? Do you all get snow? And what is when does winter yeah, yeah, yeah. start? It, it's no. So generally, I think Bulgaria is a cold country because it's hot. It gets hot like June, July, August, mm-hmm. somewhere around like thirty five degrees maximum. Well, it, does, it does get hot some days, but August. I mean, then September, October, it's okay. Like it's fifteen to twenty five, something like that. But ever since November, it just drops. Like it's it is dry, cold, dry wind. And then eventually by probably December, it's going to start snowing. Because the first year I came here, 2016, it snowed a lot. Apparently, it was the, it was the worst snow in like 10 years or something. It normally does snow every year and thick snow as well. Mm-hmm. But um, as of now, not yet. It hasn't snowed yet. I'm pretty sure it has snowed in, in Canada already. Yeah, it has. We, we, got, we got hit last uh, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's obvious. But over here, it's... <laughs> It's normally like uh, probably di- po- like around Christmas time or like January, February, always snows. It snows a lot. It's really cold. Okay. So you need to get dressed up really nicely if you want to go outside. Yeah. So besides cricket, do you play any other sports? Um, yeah, I, I play cricket. I mean, apart from cricket, I play basketball, football. I, I, like I told you, till I was like 15, I used to... Um, being pushing quick and then I moved to basketball and football and I played for my school. I played basketball, cricket, football. Yeah, it's pretty much the top three sports that I play. Basketball, football and cricket. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of interest in football as well. So I play a lot of football, yeah. So you're a sports person. Uh, good. Th- that's a good thing. Basically, uh, yeah, basically. yeah. So yeah. after coming back, yeah. uh, so coming back to your life in Bulgaria, besides playing cricket and studying, are you pursuing any other hobbies or do yeah. you work anywhere to support yourself? Um, I do not work because 
a language is a barrier. Yeah, you need to know the language to have any scope of work. But apart from playing, I obviously I do find time every day to do a bit of work regarding studies because it's a lot to cover. And we basically have one uh, subject per month, so like one cycle per month. So you have to be studying every day to be in in par with what's going on online. And apart from that, yeah, we. I mean, we don't go out much right now because of COVID, but I do watch a lot of TV series. I read a lot of documentaries and I just yeah, keep in touch with what's going on in the world if I'm at home. If not, we just go out, get some food, chill at my friend's place. And yeah, I just listen to a lot of music. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And so, studies so, main thing. And, yeah. So you're more, more focused on your studies because it takes a lot of your time. Basically, yeah, it does. I mean, it should be taking a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. but yeah that's pretty much and then I do read a, read a few books here and there but yeah so that, mainly, those are your, I watch a lot of TV series those are yeah, your yeah. hobbies okay Basically, so what are the challenges you face either pursuing a passion for cricket or in your field of studies especially in a country like Bulgaria you know because you're in a distant land in Bulgaria yeah, yeah, you mentioned about uh, challenges with uh, the language but besides language, that yeah. Do you, yeah, besides that do you have any other challenges um obviously like um homesickness is one of them because i always have to look out for myself and i'm the only one responsible for myself mm-hmm. i've got to do everything all the chores at home all by myself but i'm getting used to it now it's been like five years and i can take care of myself like i cook i do everything basically by myself that was one of the challenges for the first few years that was here but i'm used to it now and the language i do speak the language i can communicate with the locals like because it's been five years and we did have Bulgarian in university for like three years so and I have one of the best teachers as well so that's not big of a challenge it's just maybe um, like you said if I could have worked here that would be nice to support myself as well but because I don't know the language that fluently I can't work but apart from that there's not much it's a really good country really good people and I'm pretty happy that I chose to come to Bulgaria and study because obviously it's a, it's exposure for me as well because I've been in Kuwait my whole life and I haven't actually lived the, the Western life. And it, it's pretty good living in Bulgaria and experiencing all the things that I have. So when you're, when you're saying about studies, so the main uh, language is uh, Bulgarian, right? So besides, uh, yeah. uh, w- w- what, uh, how do they train you is that a medium through english or no 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 um i'm studying in um an english semester like it's only in english it's oh. not in bulgarian okay there's like a bulgarian semester and an english semester so i'm i'm, I'm part of the international semester which is english and all of our all of our subjects are in english and um except the communication with patients you need to know your bulgarian so for the first three years that been we've been in university we have um six hours of bulgarian language every week Mm-hmm. just so that we can communicate with the patients eventually because patients all speak Bulgarian. Most of them don't speak English. So for you to gain experience and to know what the patient's trying to communicate with you, you need to know the language because, yeah, that's one of the, maybe that's one of the challenges that we face because you need to know Bulgarian when you speak to a patient because you need to know what they're complaining from, what are the symptoms and all that for you to make a diagnosis because that's one of the main things as you get into fourth and fifth year. You meet patients and the main aim is to basically diagnose what they have, what's the condition they, they're suffering from. Okay. So if you don't know Bulgarian or if you don't 
cannot understand the language, it'll be pretty hard for you. And this is one of the main years of education as a doctor as well, to understand the patient and, you know, to make the patient feel comfortable because if you speak English to them and they can't understand you, they kind of feel scared. Or like the communication gap is yeah. us, yeah. Okay. Basically, so, yeah. It's a, it's a huge communication gap because, yeah. So what is the next chapter in your life? Yeah. Will you be pursuing your doctorate and your career in uh, Bulgaria or will you be going back to Kuwait? Or will you be playing um, cricket? <laughs> as of now, I think, obviously, I've come to come to study medicine. I want to complete medicine and want to find a job. But I won't, I'm not planning to stay back in Bulgaria. I want to go back to Kuwait and try to search for a job in Kuwait and hopefully move abroad, hopefully, to the UK or mainly UK. I want to, I want to end up in the UK. But as of now, yeah, I just, I just want to complete my education and find it like a place to work i want to settle down eventually and considering cricket i guess probably if i get a few more chances in the next two years i want to play and who knows you might I don't think um i want to stop playing cricket just yet but you never know what's going to happen hopefully uh, maybe, something maybe, happen maybe the, the cricket years. team will have a doctor playing cricket correct? maybe it, it's <laughs> it's there's like four or five people from universities playing for uh, for the team. So like five, six doctors and you know, they shouldn't have any trouble. No, that's all, that. all the best for you in your yeah. dreams to pursue cricket also while you, you are practicing your doc- doctor's you uh, So you what much. was your proudest moment in your life? Proudest moment in my life. Okay. Um, so this is ever since I was a kid. Uh, was this ever yeah, since yeah, I was a kid? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. You're still a kid. Okay. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, before coming here, proudest moment was when I graduated from school and I got a good percentage and I made my parents happy and proud. That was one of the biggest achievements for me because I do love my parents a lot and they've given me everything and I want to show to them that all the efforts are not in vain and seeing the happiness in their faces, what I long for, that was one of the biggest achievements for me. And then ever since coming here, I think one of my biggest achievements was obviously successfully getting through four years of med school, which is a bit hard. And obviously playing for the Bulgarian national team, that's that's definitely going to be my highlight, 100%. Mm-hmm. For these five years, 100%. Playing for the Bulgarian national team is number one for me. So were you always, like as a child, were you always... Uh aiming to become a doctor or it just happened yeah. through the course of your journey? I mean, um, so once in Kuwait, how it works is after you finish grade 10, you choose like a line of like a stream. Uh, so based on what you want to become. So you either choose science or commerce. Mm-hmm. So I chose science like bio, chemistry and physics and English and um, maths, which I kept my... I mean, my uh, decision open. It's either going to be something to do with biomedical science or doctor, or to be a doctor. But eventually, yeah, it was it was just one one aim, and that was to be a doctor. Ever since I was like 16 years old, I had this one aim: I wanted to be a doctor one day. And yeah, here I am. So, who is your role model in your life? <clears throat> role model, I would say. Um, can I name two people? Yeah, you can. My my parents, most probably. Because my parents like came up from such a small place, I mean, in India, and they moved to Kuwait 
through all the hardships. They had two kids. I have a sister. Yeah, they have two kids. Growing up is really hard for them, and they put all their happiness aside and gave us a good life. And we're having a good life right now just because of how hard my parents worked and just looking at them, um, seeing them adjust to things. I'm just wondering, one day I want to be like them, and I want to share happiness with my kids eventually as well, the same way they do with us. And yeah, I just want to be like them one day. And also, like there was, there no, there's no much. Um, there's my family is filled with loads of doctors and engineers, and but it's just my mom and dad's side. There's not a single doctor. Like no one's studying to be a doctor or like ha- has graduated being a doctor. So I'm pretty much the first one doing medicine, and yeah, it feels good. That's Hopefully, an incredible yeah, story from your side. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. to. To appreciate what your parents are doing and the sacrifices basically. that they have gone through, uh, yeah, to to true. make basically it's it's their dream as well to see you basically. become a doctor. Yeah. 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 That's a so, good thing. So want to give uh, back to them. ASAP. That that's a noble thing that you're doing. Yeah. And to appreciate yeah. their hard work. Uh, yeah. What 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 message would you like to give to the youth who are listening to your story uh, in um, terms of pursuing their studies and in terms of, uh, you know, going ahead with their passion of any sports or anything that they have that they yeah. want to do? I would just say, um, if you have an aim um, for anything in your life, whatever age you are, just work towards your aim irrespective of what you go through. You might go through downfalls like once, twice, like you might get rejected here and there, but you should never stop working hard. You should never give up on your dreams because at the end there is there is a light and you will reach where you want to reach like they say aim for the like aim for the stars so you fall in the moon um, you know i'm not shakespeare but something like that yeah just 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 um don't give up on what you believe and always always have the blessing of your parents and you you reach wherever wherever you want to reach no one's going to stop you just just work hard, focus on yourself and be kind to people and everything will come to you regardless. Very good, Kevin. It was yeah. a pleasure yeah. to have you on my podcast and it was very Thank inspiring. You, my pleasure as well. Yeah, it was very inspiring and I'm sure a much. lot of people will be motivated on, after listening to your story. And Thank you I wish much. you all the best and uh, hopefully we'll see you soon as a doctor okay. Thank you. accomplishing Thank you. your dreams hopefully. and your yeah your ambition yeah. in life. All the best. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. You too. Bye now. Bye. That was an amazing story. To hear more such inspiring stories, log on to my website, lifedecoded.com. That's L-I-F-E-D-C-O-D-E-D.com. And subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Listen anytime and anywhere on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Breaker, Overcast, PocketCast, and Radio Public. Until next time, stay safe and inspired.